Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey. Welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here's your host, Jim Manfredonia. Well, a very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come to Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia. As always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, live at 4 o'clock, and then we repeat the program 10 o'clock on those same days. Cheryl sits in with me on Fridays from 4 to 6 for Friday Live, and I'm praying you're having a blessed March 18th, Okay, the day that falls between St. Patrick's Day and St. Joseph's Day. Um, but again, my brothers and sisters, I thank you so much for being a part of our domestic church media family. I really pray and I'm hoping and praying that we can get the word out about our hour of prayer that we're now having at 3 o'clock with the Divine Mercy Chaplet. Uh, Sister Ann Shields reflects on the day's uh, Mass readings, and then Father Groeschel prays the Rosary. We need prayer now, and uh, we're going to put more prayer on, uh, as um, you heard, uh, the Rosary now at 3.30. And that's going to happen on, always on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and on the second and fourth Mondays, because we know Bruce is here on the first and third. And then on Tuesdays at 3.30, we have Just Be You with Father Jason, and we don't, don't want to preempt that because we know a lot of the young people uh, tune into that program, so that's important as well. But we also now have the Mass on three times a day, uh, 8 o'clock live from EWTN, noon, as we've always had it, and I've added it now also 7 o'clock at night. This is the time for prayer. You know, prayer is so powerful. And um, we are up against, I believe, I do believe this. I, I believe we're up against evil forces here in some ways, many ways. And I'm going to share something with you after we pray our prayers here um, that happened to me that kind of threw up a red flag. So anyway, let's let's first come together in prayer. And we're still going to Good St. Joseph. Of course, his feast day is tomorrow. And we're praying uh, for um, the apostolate, uh, the memorare of St. Joseph. And I invite you to pray also for your special needs um, and all those special prayer intentions you have. Going to good St. Joseph. And again, my friends, I'm asking you, please pray for the apostolate. Now, this is what's happening. Um, And not surprised, but we have seen over the past week or two now donations have dropped. And, you know... uh, this this situation has closed places of public gatherings like um, restaurants and things. It's closed our churches, but it can't close us here at the Apostolate because we're not a, a, a threat, a health threat. Um, you don't have to worry about social distancing yourself from us. We're, we're, we're separated by miles, yet so close and united uh, as we come together uh, throughout the day on these uh, radio broadcasts. But what will close us is if we don't maintain the support that we need to keep us going. So please, and if you don't want to go out and don't want to mail your letter, don't want to go to the post office, or you can always make your donation online uh, from our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. We have a donate button on our uh, mobile app. But please, don't let support for this station wane now, because we do need to have this here. This could be 
the only place you can come to in the media right now and have a place of of true unity and and, and camaraderie and and brotherhood and prayer. So again, I'm just going to put that word out there. It's uh, you know I went to the post office today and uh, oh my goodness, you know we have to. Uh, I have to ask you, please. And I, you know, I, you know, it's again, it's not out of greed that I ask. It is out of need. Trust me. So let's pray now, my friends, in the name of the Father and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray. Remember, O most illustrious patriarch Saint Joseph, on the testimony of Saint Teresa, thy devoted client. Never hath it been heard that anyone who has invoked thy protection or sought thy mediation has not obtained relief. In this confidence, I come before thee, my loving protector chaste spouse of Mary, foster father of the Savior of men, and dispenser of the treasures of his sacred heart. Despise not my earnest prayer, but graciously hear and obtain my petition. And here, friends, again, I ask you and invite you to add your own special intentions, whatever they are, remembering also domestic church media, the apostolate, and the work we have to do here. It's so important now that we're here. And I say that in all humility, because we're opening up the airwaves for our church. You can't go to your church now. You can't go to public mass. You can't go and receive the Eucharist. Uh, but here, we're going to bring all that to you, and you can make your spiritual communion. We can bring you the mass. We bring you the prayers. And even just the programs that just kind of talk about our faith and talk about the presence of God in all of this. You have to hear that. So please include that in your intentions as well. O God, who by thine ineffable providence did vouchsafe to choose blessed Joseph for the spouse of thy most holy mother, grant we beseech thee that he whom we venerate as our protector on earth may be our intercessor in heaven, who livest and reignest forever and ever. Amen. And we'll pray the prayer to St. Michael and the Subtum Presidium prayer to our blessed mother. Holy Father asked us over a year and a half ago, to pray these prayers daily to protect the church from the attacks of the devil. And so we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities. But deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. Saint Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, thank you so much for praying. And, you know, encourage uh, your friends, your family, your acquaintances to tune in. If they have the radio station, they, they get radio reception in their area, let them know we're here. We're here 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, if they are not in our listening area but they want to listen to something that's just going to ease their burden a bit, have them tune in on any one of our platforms. You know, we're coming to you uh, streaming audio on our website at domesticchurchmedia.org. We're also streaming live video there as well, and we do this live program. Uh, also on our mobile app, of course, that's free, and on the Google Home and Amazon Echo devices, uh, our, our Facebook page, we're coming to you live video. Um, and it's, you know, we just finished that hour of prayer. We, and we've been praying the chaplet at 3 o'clock for a couple of years now, but 
I've added now the rosary at 3.30, uh, hoping that we can get brothers and sisters together at that time. You know, if you're sitting in your home, you're not going anywhere. Or you're, even if you're working from home, to put it on in the background and just pray as we go along. Uh, and the rosary is on four times a day now because we need prayer. And I, I, I do believe, and I'm not saying that the virus itself is from the devil. Um, we know that God has permitted it and allowed it by his permissive will always to bring about a greater good. But um, I, I do think that the media is, is obviously reporting what needs to be reported, but I also believe that they are hyping this uh, and uh, in a way that is just it's, it's scaring a lot of majority of people. I, I think we need to stop going to social media uh, constantly. You know, as I said yesterday, you know, you watch your, your what you find to be your most reliable news source. Take a look at it in the morning over breakfast. Watch, see what's going on and then move on with your day. You know, go outside, go for a walk, play with the kids, whatever. Put on domestic church media and listen to, to these broadcasts. Pray, pray, pray. You know, we can't get to Mass, but we certainly can listen to it and, and participate that way. But i got to tell you something that happened uh, over the weekend. You know, I'm getting—I'm I, just getting very, very upset about the media hype in all of this. And every—no every, media outlet is exempt from it. They're all doing it. Uh, the, and, and so I, I was just on—I was on social media over the weekend, and I saw an article about Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, the actor who— he and his wife contracted uh, the coronavirus. They're down in, um, is it Australia, I guess, filming, making a film, and, and they contracted it down there. And that was big headline news. You know, it was, it was the, 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 you see the, the news flash, you know, breaking news, Tom Hanks has coronavirus. And it was big headline news, and a big deal was made about this, this person getting it. And then that's pretty much all we heard about it. Now, over the weekend, I, did, I was just Googling, and I saw an article um, about Tom Hanks, who has coronavirus, and there was a, um, a um, text from his son and uh, in this article. And his son, Tom Hanks' son, said, and I'm quoting, they are both fine. They're not even that sick, he said. They're not worried about it. They're not tripping, but they're going through the necessary health precautions, obviously. And that's from Tom Hanks' son. I think his name is, is Colin. Colin. Um, and I wrote in my Facebook post, because then I posted it on Facebook, my, my personal Facebook page. I posted it. And I wrote, Hanks getting... Coronavirus was headline news. Since then, however, the media has tossed this story because it doesn't fit into their narrative. Let's start hearing stories like this so people don't think contracting it is an automatic death sentence. Common sense, good hygiene, and necessary precautions. That's what I wrote. And I got a notification yesterday from Facebook. This post goes against our community standards on spam. And they took it down. They took that down. That posting that I put up there, was a, it was a reposting of an article about Tom Hanks and his son saying they're not really that sick. I reposted it and said that, you know, we don't hear about this on the news, but we have to hear more of these stories because people have to know that, you know, contracting this virus can be deadly for a few, you know, considering the numbers of people that are getting it. And But the majority of people aren't that really that affected by it, as was the case with Tom Hanks. But 
but Facebook took my post down and said it goes against their their uh, you know their rules there. I don't know. I just seem rather strange. And, you know, are we seeing enough of the stories about, you know, we're hearing about all the numbers of people who contracted it, the, 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 the cases of it. But are we hearing about the numbers of people who are getting over it and making it through and with, you know, just no, no worse off than they would have been if they had just had the, the common flu? I don't know. I, I went over to um, I went to the post office today to pick up our mail. And again, my friends, please don't stop. Don't stop sending your donations. We do need you, need you, need you. Um, and on the way back, I, I going into uh, I was going to stop at Panera and get a, a little cup of soup. Drive through. I was pulling in here in Ewing. We have the College of New Jersey, and they have this little what they call College Town, where they have businesses, and, and that's where Panera is. So I was driving, but I saw the campus police stop me as I was coming in. And the, the campus police officer said to me, are you here for lunch or for the test? And they're literally having drive-through testing for the coronavirus. The people were in this, these hazmat suits. These cars were pulling up, and I guess they're doing swabs. Is that how they're doing the test? And it's like we're in a bad Twilight Zone episode. And I'm not, I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of the virus itself because it, it has and it is killing people. But so is the flu. So are, are, are other diseases and illnesses that are maybe are even more prevalent than, than this right now. And I understand flattening the curve. But I also think, I also think when I saw that my Facebook post was taken down, that there may be a, a, a concerted effort by the mainstream media and social media that really want to hype this up. And you see what's happening to our country. You see what's happening to our economy. You see what's happening to the employment that was at record low. Unemployment was at record low. They're saying now it could go up to as high as 20%. The stock market today, I understand, I read an article closed, and it said all of the President Trump-era gains that were made in the past three and a half years are now gone. It all starting to me to sound a little, a little fishy. And I'm not saying that that's the case. We know there are many evil people in the world that will stop at nothing to promote their own or gain their own agenda. I don't know. This is why we need prayer. And that's the angle that we're going to go work from here at Domestic Church Media. I'm not into the politics. I don't want to get into that. But we need to pray. And we know that with prayer, God can, God can do anything he wants, and there's no one, nothing, no virus, no, no demon, no individual more powerful than God. And we know as the people of God that, you know, we may have to suffer a little bit. We may have to suffer a little bit, John, you know, and this has happened before. Good people, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. But if God allows it, it's always, again, to bring about a greater good. But I'm praying that people come here, people flock to domestic church media, whether it's the radio station that's in your area or however you listen or watch when we come to you live on our video platforms, and rejoice in in the faith that we have, rejoice in this church. You know, again, this situation has closed our churches. I know that must have been the hardest thing in the world for the bishops who had to do that, to, to shut down the churches. 
And that's why we need to have this apostolate. You know, you may have heard the little, little two-minute, two, uh, beautiful two-minute uh, spot that Bishop O'Connell uh, were running for him. I, I emailed him the other night. It was about 9 o'clock at night, and I emailed him, and I said, you know, if you want to come over and, and just talk to the people or, you know, give me a little spot, I'll run. And he right away, within, within a half hour or so, he emailed me that uh, spot so we can get it on the air. And we know we'll get through this. We know that nothing is more powerful than God. I was reading articles. This is the chastisement. This is the end of the world. This is the... Hey, you know what? If it is, come, Lord Jesus. We've been, we've been, we've been praying that since he ascended to heaven. <laughs> Maranatha, come, Lord, come get us. Take us home. And I'm not saying that that's what's happening. I, I think we're going we're to get out of this in, in, in a couple of months, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, be, we'll be fine because of all the prayer and all the faithfulness of, of, of the people. But we also know that you know the, the, the end will come eventually, and we shouldn't fear. Remember, uh, many of you remember almost 20 years ago now, I can't believe the Y2K. Remember that? Leading up to the turn of the uh, century. And uh, people were, were certain that it was going to be the end, that uh, because of the computer glitches, that, that planes were going to fall out of the sky, and the, the electric grid was going to go down, we're going to be living back in the 1850s. <laughs> Never happened, but people were fearing. People were stocking up on water and dinty more hash and whatever else they can get their hands on and putting it in their basements. Now people are stocking up on other things. The point, my brothers and sisters, is to trust, have faith. You know, we need, as I said, we need, we need, we need prayer, not panic. We need faith, not fear. And I hope and pray that when you come here, that's what you feel. Let's pray. Let's have faith. Let's rejoice in, in, our, in, our, in our God. And we know that Jesus walks with us every step of the way. And that you can listen to the Holy Mass and you can make that spiritual communion. And I promise you here, my brothers and sisters, you know, we're here in the, in the, in the radio station, in the building here. We have our chapel. We have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle. In fact, Cheryl was saying today, we were having breakfast, and she said, what are we going to do on Sunday? We have no Mass to go to. I said, we have a chapel with the Blessed Sacrament. Let's go spend the day there and just pray. And we will. And we'll pray for you and pray for all of our family of listeners because we need you. We need you to pray for us, pray with us, and we all need to pray together for the state of the world. And you know what? Pray for our president. Pray for President Trump. You know, there's... Something there going on. You know, we talk, we hear a lot about the deep state and, and all that. And, and uh, I think there's so much more happening that you and I don't even know about. But we know that prayer works and we know that prayer is powerful. And we know what God can do. And we know what God will do for the people, his children, those who are faithful. I was reading in, in, in today's morning prayer, one of the Psalms. And if we are faithful, God will, God will, he will, he will see us through this. All right, let's do this. I want to go to the Holy Father, you know, uh, of course, over in Italy, it, in much worse shape than we are over here. Um, but the Holy Father, I guess this was his, uh, I don't know if he gave a, say a general audience, <laughs> nobody was there. Um, but he was talking today, this morning, about encouraging small acts of love during the quarantine. This is what Pope Francis said. While many are stuck at home during the coronavirus pandemic, the Holy Father says there are many small acts of love 
and kindness one can do for each other without leaving the house. He said, we must rediscover the concreteness of little things, small gestures of attention we can offer those close to us, our family, our friends. We must understand that in small things lies our treasure. And I think this is one of the fruits coming, my friends, of, of this um, self-isolation, quarantine, whatever you want to call it, is families are together. We were, we were uh, uh, FaceTiming with our grandchildren today because we can't see them because our son and daughter-in-law, they're, they're, they're self-isolating, which is fine. We understand that. So we can't, you know, can't get those little hugs that we'd love to get from our, <laughs> our grandchildren. But anyway, we, we FaceTimed this morning with them, and uh, they said they're holding up. You know, it's a little. Our, our grandchildren are one and three, so they're, you know, they're, and they're cooped up in the house. But not really. Joseph said at one point, he says, well, we got to go because we're going to go outside and go for a walk. And they four of them went out and spending time, which is beautiful. And we sing more of that. I saw uh, last night. There's a, a route I take on the way home when I get close to my own neighborhood over in Pennsylvania, where the past few evenings, as I've been going home, there have been kids outside playing basketball on the street. I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> They're outside, which is great. It reminded me when I was a kid, we'd be playing baseball on the street every every day. So in many ways, these are good things, right? These are good things. I think people are showing a lot more kindness toward each other and consideration. There are some, you know, angry folk out there, but for the most part, I think people are really uh, working well with the situation in that they are treating each other with more more compassion, I think. So Holy Father said we can do these things, and he said, even in the home. Now think of this. Many of you listening or watching right now, you're home with your family. Holy Father said, for example, a hot meal, a caress, a hug, a phone call— there are familiar gestures of attention to the details of everyday life that make life meaningful and that create communion and communication among us. And the Holy Father said that the quarantine uh, many people are living through right now provides a particular opportunity to grow in personal relationships at home. But this requires disconnecting from technology to spend quality time together. That's a great idea. I think we all need to get off of social media as much as possible. Now, you know, I could say that. I had it just before we went on, uh, I guess about quarter of three, I had to send out one of our e-blasts to let our 3,000 email subscribers know that we're going to start praying at 3 o'clock the chapel at the rosary. So, you know, I'm, I know many people are on social media, and that's a way that I can communicate with you. But if you're spending hours and hours and hours and reading articles and aren't watching this and reading, going to that site or this site that's telling you, you know, how, what a dire straits we're in, get off of it. You have people right there in your midst that God has placed in your life, your family. Talk. As Holy Father says, you know, go out for a walk together. Take the kids out in the backyard and play. There's nothing in the air that's going to take you down, you know. Fresh air is good. This, as I understand it, this this particular virus hates the sun. Okay, someone said that on, on on TV. This virus hates the sun, and I'm wondering was that S U N or S O N? Capital S O N. Anyway, so Holy Father said that you know we have this opportunity. But he said, get away from technology, disconnect from technology. Um. He said in their homes. Families often eat together in great silence, but not as a result of listening to each other, rather because the parents watch television while they eat and the children are on their mobile phones. Holy Father said, here 
there is no communication, whereas listening to each other is important because that's how we can understand the needs, efforts, desires of the other. I think it's becoming a lost art, sadly, uh, for some people, in just communicating. Um, the Holy Father asked everyone to reach out to those who are alone or who have lost loved ones. Consolation must not be everyone's commitment. Um, I read yesterday that one of the reasons that the um, the exposure and even the death rate in Italy is so high, you know, the most vulnerable, they say, of the population are the elderly. Uh, you know, there was... Um, I, I was listening to the, to the news this morning, and they were saying they named a state where there was a second death. Well, the person was in the nurse in a nursing home. It's obviously an elderly person, so there is obviously the, the majority, not all, but the majority of the deaths are, you know, affecting the elderly. And this article said the reason that the death rate and the the uh, exposure to the virus is so high in Italy. And this is what the the article, the headline said: because of the great love they have for grandparents, love and respect for grandparents, or something to that effect. And, and you know, there were carriers, obviously, uh, who didn't know. They say this virus, you know, you could be a carrier and not even know it. And they would spend love. You know, Italians love their nonas and nonos, <laughs> their grand, grand, grandfathers and grandmothers. And would go and they would spend time. And then, of course, they, the older person would have contracted it. And then in many cases, if you're old and vulnerable, uh, there's you know, obviously a chance that, you know, it, it could kill you. Another thing, I th- and I haven't heard this talked about, but, you know, it, it, obviously it's an resp- upper, resp- upper respiratory infection that the weaker the lungs are, the more um, chance you have of, of getting a serious case of this virus. And you know, maybe most of you know, in Europe, I mean, people, it's not like here, people smoke a lot and smoke openly out in the streets and restaurants, wherever, and there are a lot of smokers over there. And I'm thinking, okay, so if they're obviously smoking, their lungs are weakened and they become more vulnerable to the virus. But anyway, Holy Father said, look, we need, we have opportunity here to really do something for each other. And he gave an interview to an Italian um reporter for La La Repubblica, the newspaper in Rome, and the Holy Father explained what was on his mind when he made a short pilgrimage through the empty streets of Rome on Sunday to pray in front of the Marian icon in the Basilica of St. Mary Major and a crucifix in another church uh, that had been used in prayer processions during the plagues in Rome. I don't know if you heard about that. Uh, Holy Father left left the Vatican and walked the streets of Rome and went over to St. Mary Major, uh, the Basilica, to pray. And, they, and he was giving this interview uh, a day or two ago, and he said to the interviewer, I asked the Lord to stop the epidemic in his prayer. And he said, Lord, stop it with your hand. Pope Francis said, that's what I prayed for. So he went before the statue of our Blessed Mother, at St. Mary Major, a beautiful basilica, and ask the Lord to stop this. Stop it with your hand. Um, and, you know, Italy has been the hardest hit country outside of China uh, in all of this. So the Holy Father, the Vicar of Christ, is praying on behalf of all of us, going to our Blessed Mother, asking her to intercede 
asking the Lord in his own prayer, his own prayer as, as the vicar of Christ, please, Lord, stop this with your hand. And you know, my brothers and sisters, you and I can join him in that prayer. You know, we don't, I, I've received a call, it was a message on our phone from someone in the area who said, you know, did we ever think about having uh, time for prayer? I thought, well, we, we are, <laughs> we were doing that. You know, the, I don't know if this individual is listening to our radio station, but my goodness, we just had an hour of prayer at three o'clock and we have the mass on three times a day and we have the rosary on four times a day and the chaplain a couple times. But anyway, there is enormous power in that. That's why I think what we're being allowed to do here by God's hand, we don't take the credit. We're just, we're just the, the workers in the vineyard here. But look what the Lord has done for us, not us personally, but for the entire listening area and those beyond the listening area with all this technology where you can tune in and listen. And people I know in other programs are talking about the virus and, you know, Cresta and, and uh, the uh, Dr. Ray and, and uh, the pop checks and Johnette, you know, but from a spiritual prism. And that's the most important thing. Because, you know, you could talk all you want, the, the medical facts and statistics and, you know, but that's only one side of it. There's a spiritual side of this, and, and we have the power in our prayer. We have the power in our faith. And I heard Cardinal Dolan this morning. He was on uh, Fox and Friends in the morning, and he made an interesting point. He said, you know, this season of Lent, every year we get to this season, we always plan, you know, what are you giving up and what are sacrifices? Are you, what, you know, what, what type of uh, mortification are you going to? He said, God took care of that for us this year. You know, he's doing it, he's doing it with, this, with this virus. Uh, you know, many, many sacrifices, especially the, the, the sacrifice of um, uh, having to, to give up the Eucharist the great sacrifice of not being able to receive Jesus sacramentally. All right, let's take a break. Come back. More to come. I have other things here in front of me we'll talk about. But you stay where you are, my friends. There is indeed more to come on Come to Me. Hi, this is Peter Herbeck, host of Fire on the Earth, heard right here on Domestic Church Radio every morning, Monday through Friday at 6.45 a.m. Join us as we seek to hear the voice of Jesus, who calls each one of us personally to follow him, to share in his life, his mission, and his destiny, and to live the high adventure of Catholic discipleship. I hope you can join us every morning, 6.45 a.m. on Domestic Church Radio. God bless you. 
Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go to GoodShop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit GoodShop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's GoodShop.com, and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. GoodShop.com. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The Eucharist is the greatest of all the sacraments because it contains in a substantial way the person of Christ who is the author of life. It is the one sacrament to which all of the other sacraments look. Imagine six arrows in a circle all pointing to a center. The center is the Eucharist. The six arrows are the other sacraments. The Eucharist is the sun around which the other sacraments revolve as planets. All the other sacraments share in its power, and they perfect themselves in the celebration of the Eucharist. It is a sacrament that is so sublime that human reason could never guess at it. Divine love is far deeper than we know. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Jim. And we invite you to join us every Friday at 4 p.m. for Friday Live. Two hours of talk, music, interesting, and informative interviews. We'll also have a reflection on Sunday's Gospel, Jim Hoffman's weekend weather forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope, on these domestic church media stations. From Yardley to Yardville. Seagirt to Spotswood. Matawan to Manalapan. From Lakewood to Long Branch. Asbury Park to Adelphia. Morrisville to Marlboro. Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All right, welcome back, friends. Happy to have you here. It is a lovely day outside today, though, so you should get outside and take a walk go to the park you know you can do that you just got to stay away from everybody else <laughs> everybody else out there keep your six foot distance and you know i would know if i'd go on the the, the, the slide or the swings or anything uh, be careful about that but you know go for a walk take a ball with you have a catch let the kids run around get a kite you know fly a kite do the things we used to do when when i was growing up when there was nothing all this other stuff to be messing around with. um all right so 
uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, requests, people, reminders, people saying, you know, we were supposed to have an event on such and such a day. Um, we're not having it anymore. And I think we all can assume that you know, what you see on our bulletin board right now uh, during this particular phase of uh, the crisis or the situation, I'm calling it a situation, I don't want to call it a crisis, but you can assume everything's canceled. Um, because, uh, you know. Purchase you make to your favorite cause. Hey, 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 stop that. <laughs> I pulled that up, our Facebook page, because I just want to share this with you. Um, before, well, before I do that. So anyway, if you, just assume that all, all the events on our Facebook, on our um, homepage, on our bulletin board page, are all uh, canceled or postponed. We just don't have the postponement dates yet or just assume that, you know, so we, ha- we, we can't go in and, and do every one and not everybody's sending us updates and things. So we're all just assuming that all those events that are posted are not happening. But I did want to share this with you. I was talking earlier about my particular Facebook post that was taken down by Facebook saying it didn't meet with their standards or it didn't, it was, it goes against their policy, whatever. Um, Jill, I, thanks for listening. Jill, our friend Jill had said, posted an article about St. Corona and there is such a saint. Her name was St. Corona and she is the patron saint against plagues and she's buried in Northern Italy. But anyway, so our friend Jill, one of our listeners, faithful listeners and viewer, I think, um, cause she's watching on Facebook had posted an article about St. Corona being the patron saint against plagues, and Facebook removed it since it went against their standards. Same thing that mine was. Mine was. So I don't know. I, I, I just wonder, you know, who's, who's going to be profiting off of all this? I don't, I don't know. It just seemed very strange. You know, I, my, mine was, I thought my, my post was an upbeat, you know, let's hear about the recovery. That's good news. And it goes against Facebook standards. And Jill posted something about this good St. Corona, the patron saint against plagues, and her Facebook post was removed as well. So, um, as I said, there are evil people out there doing evil things. So the Holy Father did have a general audience today, and he had it with uh, a few people in the room. (laughs) Not like the big St. Peter's Square events, obviously, but... He um, recalled mercy as the first theme he chose to discuss as, as our Holy Father. You know, Holy Father was elected Pope on March 13th, 2013, seven years ago. And the first theme he chose to discuss as our Holy Father was the theme of mercy. And he added that as the new Bishop of Rome, he felt its message had to be transmitted. So then he got into, he's continuing his teaching on the Beatitudes as part of his Wednesday general audience. Sadly, you know, they're, they're not the big events with 70,000 people in the square the way they used to be. And hopefully one day we'll get back to that when this virus goes away. But today he was teaching about the fifth Beatitude. He said it's different than the others. It's the only one in which the cause and the effect of happiness coincide. And he quoted then from the Beatitudes, Blessed are the merciful... For they shall obtain mercy. Those who exercise mercy, the Holy Father said, will be shown mercy. The theme of reciprocity we see here is not only a characteristic of this beatitude. The Holy Father said it is repeated throughout the entire gospel. How could it be otherwise? Mercy is the very heart of God. 
Um, and, you know, we, we find ourselves at times not accepting that. <laughs> you know, the devil would love us to believe uh, that our God is a God who's sitting in his mighty throne, you know, this old grouchy-looking character with a long white beard and a, a lightning bolt in both hands waiting to strike us down the minute we fall. When it's, it's just the opposite, you know, he's, 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 he's there with his arms open wide to welcome us back when we walk away from him. I was watching Jeopardy the other night, um, which I try to do every night just to try to improve my, <laughs> my knowledge. Isn't that funny? You watch a game show, but they have you know, t- t- tough questions. I'd say I can never be a contestant on that show. But I had forgotten this, that when St. Peter's... Um, Basilica and, and St. Peter's Square was built. You know, you have the round colonnades that come around, that kind of stretch out circular from the, from the basilica itself. And the purpose of that is to show the arms welcoming people into the church. It's representative of the colonnades and the, that's, that surround St. Peter's Square are, are, represent the arms of the church being opened and welcoming people into the church. And that's our God. Our God is a God of mercy, and as Holy, as Holy Father said, it's, it's the very heart of God mercy is. And he went on to mention a few examples of this reciprocity. In Luke's gospel, he said, for example, Jesus teaches us that if we do not judge, we shall not be judged. This theme is also very clear in the Lord's Prayer, the Holy Father said. When we say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then the Holy Father went to the Gospel of Matthew and explained, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And I've been hearing, I think Cheryl was telling me about either at the parish mission or something. No, no, she said it was on secular radio that she heard people discussing that this situation we find ourselves in now is a time to reconcile. This is on a secular station she was listening. I don't know what she was doing listening to secular radio. She should be listening to this station. (laughs) But she said there was a discussion going on, and maybe from our friends across the street here at 101.5. You know, they're right behind us here uh, on the next block over. In fact, this used to be their studio when they owned this building. But... um, they were saying it was a time, you know, we find ourselves in this situation. It's a time for forgiveness, a time for reconciliation, a time to reach out to those from whom we have been estranged, whether they be family or fr- former friends, um, for one reason or another. I'm sure every single one of us has at least one relationship in our lives that went sour for one reason or another. And you know, Mother Angelica used to talk about this, that eventually, God willing, we're all going to be in heaven. (laughs) And we're going to see that person, maybe that we had a fight with years ago and haven't spoken to years ago, and they're going to be there. What are we going to do then? I always think, you know, you like to think about what purgatory is going to be, right? 
I always think about what my purgatory will be, and I, I will have one in a long one, I'm sure. <laughs> it may be a five-foot-by-five-foot five room filled with cats <laughs> for, for eons. Or I thought maybe it's a, like a 20-by-20-foot 20 20 room that I'm going to have to spend some time in with people with whom I've not gotten along in this life. And God's going to say, now, you got to get along with each other, Jane. you got to make amends with all these people before you get up here. Because don't we want everybody to go to heaven, even our enemies? Right? Mother Angelica, I can't, I certainly can't tell the stories the way she would tell them. But she said, you know, you're going to get to heaven. You're going to look around and say, how'd you get here? And they're going to say the same thing to you. What are you doing here? So why not reconcile now? Maybe that'll be the ticket to get you right into heaven. The Holy Father said that because the Gospels tell us that. The Lord himself told us that. The forgiveness that we give and receive, Holy Father said, are the two things which cannot be separated. But there are many people who find themselves unable to forgive. Often the evil we have received is so great, Pope Francis said, that forgiveness appears as arduous as climbing a mountain. And it isn't easy sometimes, is it? Because, you know, pride gets in the way. And especially if there's been a deep hurt, like any physical hurt, you know, if you have a, 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 you know, a deep wound, it's going to hurt for a long time. And then Holy Father said, alone, we cannot mirror God's mercy. We need the grace of God. And we have to ask for it. And he said, if the fifth beatitude promises that we will find mercy and in the Lord's prayer, we ask for our trespasses to be forgiven, it means that we are in debt and in need of mercy. In fact, Pope Francis said, we are all in debt to God. And it is this weakness that becomes the strength we need to forgive. You know, when we go to the sacrament of, of uh, confession, we prepare for that sacrament by making an examination of conscience, going over all of our sins, uh, um, number and kind, and, and, and to get ready for that sacrament. And we sincerely go before the priest who is in persona Christi and ask the Lord, to forgive us. I'm sorry for what I've done. If we're making that firm purpose of amendment in the confessional to never commit sin again, the Lord's mercy is, is unfathomable. We, we can't even imagine it, that, how he just wants to pour out his mercy upon us. You know, there's that wonderful story Mother, dear Mother Angelica told, and, and uh, she, I've told it many times, but it's, it's a beautiful story. Because I told this story one time to a, a priest friend of ours from Kenya. God rest his soul. He's gone home to the Lord. His name was Father Richard. And when I told him the, the story, and the end of the story, he gasped on, on the, the power of the story. And, and the story is, like, and I can't tell it like Mother, but she would say how she would always love to go to the, the shoreline at the ocean. You know, we have the blessing here of 
the Jersey Shore, we're so used to, you know, summer, the weather gets nice, you can go down there, hopefully, and go down to the beach. Um, but she said she would love to go down there, and, and she, she was at the, the shoreline once, and a, and a big wave came and crashed uh, in front of her, not enough to, to, you know, knock her down. It was not that close, but it was close enough that it, it created a sea mist and, and, and droplets of, of seawater. And a, a droplet of the seawater land, landed on the top of her hand. And she was looking down and saw the droplet of water. And she said she heard the Lord speak to her, Angelica. And she said, yes, Lord. And he said, do you see that droplet of water on your hand? And she says, yes, I do, Lord. And he said, well, flick it back into the ocean. So she did. She flicked that little, little tiny little droplet of water off top of her hand into the, into the ocean. And then she said she heard the Lord say, Angelica. And she said, yes, Lord. He said, he said, now, do you see that droplet of water in the ocean now? She said, of course not. It's been absorbed by the ocean. And she said the Lord told her that that droplet of water represented all the sins she would ever have committed in her life. And the ocean is his mercy. So we're all of a fallen nature, obviously. We all sin. We all need confession. But if we sincerely repent with a humble and contrite heart and go to the Lord and seek his mercy, he'll never withhold it. But then he asks us to do the same thing. You know, you may have, one time I, I had a situation with an individual, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I did. And um, it was a very rough parting of the ways. Very rough. And about eight or nine months after the, the, the fallout, it was on my birthday. I got a call from this individual, and I saw the, the ID on my phone, and I knew who it was, and I thought, oh, no. And I said, I, but I, I was given the, I, you know, my first instinct was, I'm not answering that. But I was, I was given the grace to answer it. And on the other end was a very humble and quiet voice saying, I'm sure you didn't expect this phone call from me. But I know today's your birthday. You know, my birthday's around Christmas. And I know a few days from Christmas. And I want you to know that I did some things to you that were very unkind. And, and I know that now. And I just want to ask your forgiveness. And I said to the individual, I said, I, I, I forgave you a long time ago. I, I pray for you. I pray for you and I, I, she had the individual had some, some tragedy in, in, in their life and I, I said I knew about that and I was so sorry to hear that this thing had happened to her and anyway it was a it was a, a very very grace filled moment I don't know that I could have done that but this individual was given the grace to do that and it was a reconciliation of kind. And it, 
we didn't then start, you know, hanging out, family. We didn't. There was no, no, nothing beyond that until, you know, a few years later. I saw the individual somewhere, and, and we spoke, and there was no, there was no tension because we had, it had been, it had been resolved in that sense. But it took a lot, and it took an enormous grace. And it doesn't mean let's be friends again. Let's let's. It probably will never, could never ever have been again what it was. I hope one day in heaven it will be when all things will be new. But it, this is what Holy Father is saying. You know, the Lord so openly and freely extends His mercy to us when we ask. Why is it so hard for us to do the same? Of course, He's God. Yes. <laughs> But he asks us to be like him. Must become like our Heavenly Father. And this is a time, you know, we don't know where this thing is going, or this thing meaning the situation that we find ourselves in. You keep hearing people say, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Okay, well, we're all hunkering down, waiting for it. I, I'm more I'm more fearful of the fear people have and what they'll be doing because of that fear, what they are doing because of the fear. I don't really fear the virus. It's like I don't fear the flu or anything else that might, you know, come my way. But we don't know where it's going. You know, things, things are, seem to be imploding. How much worse can the, the economy get? How much lower can the stock market drop? How much unemployment can we, we have in this country with restaurants and hotels and airlines laying people off? And mortgages aren't going to be paid and bills aren't going to be paid and food can't be bought. And, and uh, you don't know. And where's it going to go from there? So we don't know. We pray that God will see us through. And you know what? This, it's all in his hands. We have to trust him. But it's not a bad idea to consider reconciling with individuals in our life, extending mercy. Will you forgive me? I forgive you. and Move on and make it right. And then Holy Father, in his teaching today, said, where does our mercy come from? Mercy is not one of many realities. There is no Christianity without mercy, he said. If all our Christianity does, uh, if all our Christianity does not lead us to mercy, we are on the wrong path, because mercy is the only true goal of every spiritual journey. It is one of the most beautiful fruits of charity. And finally, the Holy Father reminded us um, that God's mercy is our liberation and our happiness. And he emphasized it is the air that we must breathe. Now, again, one of the, the, the great opportunities we have here, I'm thinking as I'm reading this, you know, this is the Holy Father reminded those, the faithful. <laughs> there were a couple of bishops, I think, in the room when he was giving this teaching. But it was video streamed, and I'm sharing it with you. And we still can, you know, we, the, the situation can't stop us from hearing these teachings and these beautiful words. And that's why we need this apostolate and this this venue, this platform through which we can get the word out. 
We have to be a people of mercy. Our God is a God of mercy. Mercy is God's heart, Pope Francis said. And so let's think about that. You know, I, I just, I was noticing, you know, as I was around, you know, as I said, I, I went to the post office. I went over to, drove through to get a, a cup of soup there from Panera Bread. And, uh, you know, they're wearing their, their gloves and all the other things that they had going on there. But, but I think people are genuinely, as, as children of God, are, 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 there's a great goodness in every heart. And that's coming out in many ways. So anyway, I want to thank you, my friends, for uh, being here today. And again, just remind you that please, please, please don't stop supporting the radio station. Uh, God will take care of everything. And if, if you sacrifice and make a donation, he's not going to let that go unnoticed and un, unreturned. You know, trust me, trust God, because Jesus said it, <laughs> you know, that you'll be given back a hundred times what you've been given at one point or another in some way. But don't be afraid. God can't be done outdone in generosity. But I have noticed over the past couple of weeks that, that the mail has kind of waned a bit. And we're not getting the support that we really need. It costs us $25,000 a month to operate domestic church media. And we're nowhere near getting that. So we do need you, my friends. Please don't be afraid. Make that sacrificial offering. God will obviously return it in one way or another, multiply it. Um, But more than that, you'll be opening up these airwaves to brothers and sisters who need to hear this good news of the gospel. All right, uh, Crest is next. Um, Don't forget, 7 o'clock we have Mass tonight, uh, as we do every night now. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to the Mass or attend, we didn't attend, but watch it. It's on 7 o'clock tonight here on these stations. Uh, Again, have a great rest of your day, my friends. Thank you for being here. My name is Jim Manfredonia. God bless you and God love you. Mm